Welcome to this sixth edition of Living Off the Grid in the City. In this show, I wanted to make clear or at least begin to establish what I advocate on this radio show, the main points, and what are the possible questions people may have or disadvantages people may bring up about my points that I push in this show, the main ideas that I recommend or advocate in this show. As I have been the past few shows telling you about the uh, current energy system, current energy structure, one main area that I advocate in this show is the decentralization of power production. And I'd like to define that just a bit more. Decentralization of power is nothing more than having choice as far as energy. Right now, as it is set up by very artificial entities and rules and laws and agreements, it is a monopolistic single provider for most areas. Usually, there is just one power provider in each area and you have no choice as far as who provides you with power, which is a paid service. You know, it wouldn't be so bad if it was a service that you can do away with and be okay, but it's something that is a necessity nowadays. In today's society, if you want to be part of society, you have to have power, period. There's no and ifs or buts about it. And just having one company provide you with that power that you need to basically live is highly unfair and it's actually slavish when you think about it, when you do the numbers, when you consider all the factors. It is a slavish system to where there are two parties and one party is at an extreme disadvantage. You, the customer, the buyer. What I advocate as far as a decentralization of power is nothing more than having a choice. More than one choice. Not necessarily giving all of the power, production, capabilities to the people alone, but to have more than one company, preferably many, available for you to choose, have them provide you with power. Yes, it would be very nice to have most people produce their own power, but in realistic terms, that is a very difficult thing to achieve. And recognizing that, the best next thing is to begin to have other companies come in and offer you an alternative. Producing your own power is not hard relatively. Now with the many technologies available, especially solar, and producing electric energy empowers the masses and drives innovation very rapidly. It expands innovation very rapidly, which is a huge advantage having such a system. I do understand that not everyone naturally would be capable of producing their own power. Many people don't have the technical capability, don't have the initial funds to undertake such venture. Many people just don't have the time or simply choose not to pursue what would be required to produce your own energy, which is quite all right. But everyone deserves to have the ability to choose between more than one company, at the very least, for power generation. As I mentioned before, there are very many reasons for this. Among them, more important, are the economic reasons uh, to remove the potential for abuse, neglect, and all the other bad power-related problems that arise from not having a choice. When I say power-related problems, I mean not electric power, but the potential for abuse and blackmail, leverage, that type of power. Like I said before, not everyone is willing or able to produce their own power, but having a choice is something that I believe to be necessary for a just and fair society. For example, 
if your power company seems not to be doing its job fairly. As in my case, I have myself experienced in many instances where the power company is just not acknowledging or taking into account all the power saving efforts, all the power saving modifications I have made over the years, and the habits that I have adopted to save energy. The power company that services my place of residence where I do power saving activities seems not to care or even notice all these power saving struggles that I've been going through. For example, I have taken many of my appliances from electric energy to use propane gas and solar, and this has not made a bit of difference on my electric bill very curiously. I have monitored my power meter in several locations and all I get from the power company is excuses and saying that I must be reading my meter wrong and the best they can do is just send someone out and read it again but in the end the bill stays the same and needs to be paid on time or suffer the consequences with fees and late charges. To tell you the truth most people don't bother reading their meter or keeping up with their meter and they know this. They know this and they are expecting it. They're expecting people not to pay attention to their meter. It's obvious and their demeanor in how they speak to you. And it's just common knowledge that not many people, if any, keep track of their meter. Only if they're in extreme distress about their power bill, and it's only temporarily, maybe for one or two cycles at most. Many people don't know when their cycle begins and ends. Thus, reading their power meter makes no difference. Tracking power use, unless they know when their cycle is getting charged. A lot of times they estimate how much power you will use. They just bill you for that and you never do see the difference if they do overestimate. They may put it as a credit but this is rarely the case. Also, you basically do not pay for the most part. In most areas, you do not pay for what you use. You pay an average kilowatt hour use for the month depending on the area, depending on the time of year. Very little has to do with the amount of power that you use. This is evident not only for my situation, but in many other people that I have spoke with and experienced the same type of abuse. And this is something that would probably most likely go away if you had choice because companies would start to look at their practices and attempt to save the customer money, be more efficient, be more customer attentive, customer centered, customer driven. And when that happens, they pay a whole lot more attention to what you demand, what your needs are. And they might just start charging you for what you truly use. This is a way to keep you as a customer. If you have no choice, all that goes out the window. Keeping you as a customer is not an issue to them. So they move towards the next thing, which is profit-making, profit-gathering, and how to wield and grow their power over the customer and over the area where they operate like they're doing right this moment. Power companies are highly, highly aggressive when it comes to influencing laws, influencing regulations in the areas where they operate. They have personnel working full-time for them in legal departments, representing the power companies politically in their local governments and the state and even the country. They got massive and vast resource and financial power and they're not afraid to use it. They do use it as they are currently. There are many, as I mentioned before, articles. There are many reports about power company abuse, power company bullying, and power company plans and actions against 
smaller alternative energy companies for the most part. Having a choice is extremely important for the moderate balance at the very least, which right now is just insanely disproportionate. There is no balance. And having many companies or many people producing power or both is the way to go. It's the way to begin to fix all those issues of balance of power and the like. So I advocate decentralization of power by having many companies provide power and or many people provide their own power. Another point I would like to bring up that I advocate is the decentralization of water production. Water production should not be just like electric power, the business of just one entity within an area. It should be the business of many or all. Water is such a useful and needed resource that it is just stupid to have just one entity produce it, uh, process it, and deliver it. Because in the long run, everyone depends on this entity. That entity is taken out of the picture, everyone suffers and or dies. And this is just ludicrous to have a system set up in such a way. The power to harness and use water should be everyone's business. At the very least, there should be many companies, entities competing with each other for the favor of each customer, each water user. Again, right now this is not the case and it is likely it will not be for a long period until and unless people begin to realize how the system is disadvantageous, how the system is abusive, and very simply how the system is set up. Very many people simply do not pay attention to how the system is set up for water, power, TV, phone, and all that, all the utilities. They are simply distracted, too busy to entertain, or ignorant of the problems. And this is a dangerous situation. Water could be collected in many different ways from various different sources, and it shouldn't be too much of a problem for someone to learn how to harness and use water sustainably. This is something that can be sustained for free with very little comparative cost. Very little cost compared to the, to the price that most people pay during the year. For example, I was just a victim of having to pay for rent and it was just the abuse for water use was just non-stop. This is especially true in bigger cities where water is more expensive to treat and deliver and it's just more of a profitable business to be in. So expect to pay many times more for water in a larger city than in a rural or smaller suburb area. So you could save many hundreds, perhaps thousands of dollars per year by disconnecting from such abusive system as the one it is set up right now with the utility, usually the city, county, or state running the water distribution business. It is highly wasteful, and the main reason being that it's uh, profit-driven. They know they're the only show in town. They can charge as they please. They have no worries about customer service, which is a very, very difficult and inconvenient position to be in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please look for the next episode soon, and please ensure to share this with your friends and family. And please like this content and subscribe as a sign of support and for me to continue to provide this type of content to more people like you. Lastly, if you wish to support this content further, please visit the links provided in this application. Thank you.
Soundtrack was Drama Salute Composed by John Williams Released in 1992